0: what's up everybody it's your boy antoine tv to the host of organized mess and i am back with a brand new episode hope everybody's enjoying their day today and i hope everybody is enjoying their week because one it's friday and it's almost the weekend we about to turn up this weekend you feel me but anyway i got a lot of juicy banging topics to talk about a lot with wwe and a lot just go with yay because Yay has not been having a good month, let alone a good week in general. But you already know how this goes. New banger every week. Get your popcorn, get your drinks, get your snacks, get a comfy pillow if you have to, get some PJs, you feel me? And let's get right into this episode, all right? So, first thing I want to talk about is Yay. Kanye West. Kanye has not been having a good year, let alone a good month, let alone a good goddamn week. This man has been cut from everything. Every little thing this man has collabed with, every company this man has been with, it has not been going good. Just because this man told the truth about what's been happening like in recent years, how the industry is, what he's been seeing, what people have been telling him, he decided, like, fuck it, I can't deal with it no more, I'm gonna lay everything out so everybody can know what the hell's happening and what the truth is about social media, about the industry, what people has been doing, what people have been saying. And just because people can't handle the motherfucking truth, he gets cut from everything that he's collabed with. Every fucking person he's collabed with. Everything. This man has been cut from every single thing, including his school. The kids, the children, you cut them as well, too, just because you didn't agree with Kanye. Bro, this man has been cut with Balenciaga. They said, goodbye, Kanye, we don't want you. They vote cut him completely. Like, a a lot of companies have been cutting this man. A a talent agency, CAA, has booped. Said, nope, goodbye. Good music, his label, Def Jam cut his ass. Like, Adidas said, nah, fuck you, goodbye. They cut him as well, too. TJ Maxx, speaking of, who the fuck stops at TJ Maxx? But anyway, they cut him as well, too. Like, his academy has been, like, his basketball team has been cut from every single high school basketball game in the country. They cut him. And, like, this man, and on top of that, this man has lost $2 billion in one goddamn day. $2 billion in one day. I'm like, what the fuck? Just because y'all can't, no, just because y'all companies can't handle the truth, just because he told them. How it is, because everything wants to be secretive nowadays in this generation, because this generation completely sucks. Like, bros spilled out everything. How the energy's doing, what happened with his marriage, how his people told him to control this, control that, this, this, and that. Just because y'all can't handle the truth, just because he's exposing like what y'all are doing, y'all cut him. Just because you can't, just because you can't realize, oh shit, we fucked up. And now, y'all don't want to pay for the consequences. What y'all do? You cut a man of everything that he has worked towards in his life, bro. Every little thing this man has worked towards, clothing, wardrobe, shoes, schools, every little thing that this man has worked for, just to get to where he's at, just to become a billion dollars, just become a billionaire. You cut every little thing that this man has worked for, just be over the truth. Just for him spilling what the hell has actually happened in his life and how everything is controlling him. And he said, Fuck it. I am tired of everybody controlling me, telling me what to say, telling me what to do. I am tired of everything. And you said, All right, since you want to play that, Kanye, we're going to do this. We're going to cut everything that you work for every clothing brand, every wardrobe, even your schools, just because we hate you. It is crazy out there. Cancel culture is out of control it is i'm hated i hate when i when everything ever since this cancel culture became a thing i've hated everything about it every little thing every cancellation i've hated about it everything especially the people that didn't even do shit gets canceled bro just because they want to this just because they yo they're tired of being told what to do what to say who to hang out with who to spend time with who not to be around who like who to say what to People are tired of shit like that. And once they, you know, they say, bro, I'm just tired. I just want to explain what's been happening, why I feel this way, what people should do about it, what people should change. People can't handle the truth. That's the fucking problem of this generation. People can't handle the truth at all. So what they do, they try to cover it up and just cut ties with people just because they can't handle their own mistakes. Just because they fucked up and they want to put the blame out on everybody else. So to cover up their mistakes, they'd be like, oh, shit. All right. Did you wanna do this? We're just gonna cover up everything that we have done so it won't look like it's a mistake. And we be like, oh shit, we my bad. Like, and then put up one sincere apology and sit and fuck it and just do, go back to the mischievous ways they have been doing for who knows how long. That's so fucked up in this generation. It's I I hate everything about this. I like a lot of shit. I mean, also I'm okay. The one thing like do got also sued by the George Floyd family. That's on him alone. He probably said some shit that he probably shouldn't about George Floyd's family. But if you look at shit, shit happened and shit happened for a reason. I'm just I'm just saying. All right. But I'm letting you know right now, getting cut just because this man exposed the truth. You I wish I would I say Kanye should have just went a different approach with what he said. Probably not, honestly, because the man is just tired. like you can see in his face, man was unhappy for a very, very long time, and I feel like just getting that out and just saying what's on his mind on a daily basis of what's happening with him, the world, what happened through his marriage, what happened with his kids, and just saying everything just laid online and just telling him what the hell's happening. I feel like he needed that stress reliever because I feel like that was taking a toll not only to himself but to his soul, and he just needed to just release all that toxic energy out and just say what's on his mind, which that's a good thing. But people, when people just can't own up to their own mistakes, like you cutting him from everything that he has worked hard for, like say with just because this man has said the truth of what's happening with his life, with his what happened with his you know kids with people down and talking bad about him, saying this, saying that, oh, he shouldn't be doing this, being doing that. It takes a toll on someone heavy. You can see it in Kanye's eyes. You can see it in his face. You can see it in his body language, his emotions. It was not, he was not having a healthy life after a while. He wasn't. Like, after a while, it just, he wasn't, honestly, we knew that Kanye was the same after he answered that relationship with Kim, Kim Kardashian. We all know that, because both of them was Hollywood as hell at that point. But we're talking about in general, like this man, i I just feel like in general, people just have to learn to accept what's happening in this world because everything is going downhill. Government going downhill shit. People, you know, doing like other like government is most, it's the main thing that's going downhill. And basically you, the United States of America, it's, it's slowly, it's not, I don't even say slow. it's rapidly declining by a long shot gas is it's it's terrible um in a lot of country you know sorry in a lot of states gas is terrible the like politics is terrible people police going like you know brutality and everything that's skyrocketing and no one's doing shit about that um just a lot of stuff in general is is you know going downhill and People, some people think it's fine some people are like this is America this is how it is we can't do nothing about it you can do stuff about it you can try to make it better but the problem is people don't want to make it better they want to make it worse they want to keep on making shit worse and then till it's probably get you know to the point it you can't you can't fix it and then when you can't fix it y- you're fucked up you you fuck up and then after when you you fuck up people's gonna expose the truth because bro, they can't deal with your shit they can't deal with your bullshit no more so when your shit get exposed, you cover it and blame it on other people. And then once you blame that on the people, then you want to cut everything they have you know, worked for just because, you know, you got exposed, just because you fucked up, just because you couldn't fix it. And just because you couldn't fix it, you blame it on other people and you make them pay for your shit. You make them pay for your shit. We're just fucked up in this generation. I hate, like, like I said, I hate cancel culture. I hate everything about it. I feel like you could have, like, I feel like you could have apologized to the man and you could have probably fixed stuff and then probably say, yo, I'm going to do better. My bad. I should go about this the other way. Stuff like this. But people with problems with companies and other shit like this, people don't want to admit that they're wrong. I'm going to say it again. People do not want to admit when they're wrong. They think they're always right, even when they're wrong, they think they're right, and that's not the case. Like all these other companies, bro. Like you, like when people do bad shit, they they say, "Oh yeah, I'm." Even though it's right, even though it's bad, I think it's right. Y'all should think it's right. Blah blah blah, and you go with it. That's the fucking problem of this world. Like, like I said. When you admit, when you do shit that's wrong and you know it's wrong and people see that it's wrong, you still go with it because you think, in your opinion, it's the right way to go. Mm-mm. That That's not the case. That is not the case whatsoever. When you know and you know it's wrong, what should you do? You need to fix it. You need to find a better way. You need to make it better. People, people don't do that shit no more. They don't do that shit. They just blame it on other people, cover up their bullshit, and go about their day. Like I said, and on top of that, like let me let me just clarify something real quick. Adidas, y'all is the biggest fuck up out of the whole entire list I just said. Okay, you cut this man, you cut this man from having like, like let me let me just say before I even get to this point, Adidas wasn't shit for a long time. Okay. Adidas had some clashes back in the day, and then after a while, once it hit the 2000s, 2010s, Adidas was terrible. Okay? Adidas Adidas clothing brand, Adidas line of sneakers was terrible. Till Yeezys came out in 20, what, 2013, 2014? And then after that, Yeezy's, I mean, like Yeezys and Adidas skyrocketed up to the top. Everybody been buying it like like regular people have been buying them. celebrities been buying them cuz they love the sneaker. They love every single thing about Yeezys. And then Adidas was, you know, with the Yeezys, he was on top of this shoe game for a long time, for a good I think for close to a decade, if not a decade. All right? And ever since this man exposed the truth about what's been happening, about why people about, you know, why people are telling them to do this to you that, Expose the truth about what's happening with these industries. They said, bruh, we're gonna cut ties with you. And not, and not only we're gonna cut ties with you, we're gonna keep making your sneakers. We're gonna keep making your stickers. We're just not gonna put it like we're not gonna put affiliate with Kanye, and then we're gonna still get the profit. That's fucked up. That is completely fucked up. You're making his, you're still you're making his sneakers, not giving him no profit off of it anymore. After because of what he said, just because he exposed the truth about what's happening with y'all. And you're still going to basically make money. And he's ain't going to get a dime out of that shit. Honestly, Kanye should really sue Adidas. Take his shit. Take his sneakers. Make it his own. Probably make like a different brand of sneakers. Like, I wanna say different brand of sneakers, but like same sneakers, but under a new name. And then after that, every royalty that Adidas gets, he gets. Every royalty that should be just taken from Adidas, they should be taken from, given to Kanye, and then making profit from his sneakers and his clothing line. Honestly. Because at this point, you're ripping off a man's name, you're ripping off what he created to make y'all be booming again, and then y'all just going to take that away and then still make his sneakers but just give him nothing. Just give him absolutely no money for the shit. At this point, Adidas, once you take away Kanye... Yo, I don't think yo yo sneakers is going to start selling no more. It's not. I'm just telling the truth, man. Like, he exposed the truth of y'all. He exposed the truth of so many people because of what he feels like it wasn't right in his eyes. Holding a big-ass sneaker like this just wasn't right. Like, like holding something that big to the point it's going to affect the man emotionally, physically, and mentally is not right. And after that, he just needed to... Just say what's on his mind. But like like I said, telling the truth gets you in trouble. Telling the like this is what this is what we're learning. Telling the truth gets you in trouble. And then when it gets you in trouble, you have to learn. You have to get the consequence just because of what's other people, you feel like other people's doing is wrong. I don't know. I just I just hope Kanye can get through with this, cause. Like I said, this man has lost $2 billion in one day. A lot of these companies cut ties with him. $2 billion in one day. What he worked for lost in a day. Will Kanye bounce back? Of course, because it's Kanye. Kanye will bounce back no matter what the hell you're going to put in front of him. The man will bounce back. Um, Like I said, this man will obviously bounce back. He will work harder like like he always does. And will basically bounce back of becoming another billionaire again. All right? Kanye, Kanye is Kanye at this point, and if you can hate Kanye all you want, you can say he's this, you can say he's that, you can say he's full of shit. But at the end of the day, Kanye is gonna expose y'all, whether you like it or fucking not. I'm just, I'm just saying. Like he's gonna expose you. He's gonna expose the truth, and if you don't like it, then suck it up, Buttercup. I'm sorry suck it up and start, you know, taking responsibility of your own actions or else you're going to be at the wrong end of the stick. Just telling the truth. All right, next one we're going to talk about. Your boy, your girl, Nikki Cross, is finally back in the WWE. That whole Nikki, like, almost a superhero gimmick bullshit is gone, done away with. I am glad. Because right now, this past Monday Night Raw, earlier Monday Night Raw, we have seen a person that we haven't seen in a long, very, very long time. Nikki Cross is back. The psycho Nikki Cross that we all loved and remember from NXT is back. She is back in the WWE. And I can tell she has snapped. She has gone loco. She has taken out damage control. She has taken out the ref. She has taken out Bianca Belair. And she has taken out Bailey. All in a matter of 10 minutes. Okay? Not even 10 minutes. 5 minutes. Okay? Bruh. At this point, if you putting in this Nikki Cross, this Nikki Cross that we have since NXT, NXT Nikki Cross on, like, Monday Night Raw. You need to give her another push for the Raw Women's title. I'm just telling the truth. You need to give her a push. Not the tag team titles. That can do away with. You could either give her a push for the SmackDown Women's Championship or the Raw Women's Championship. Because right now, because you need to redeem her for her first run. Because that first run was terrible. That That first one was terrible. Did she deserve to become... Um money in the b- women's uh money in the bank ch- like like winner? Yes. But for that run? Hell no. That shit was trash. That shit was garbage, you feel me? Like that only lasted two I think only like what two three weeks? That shit was trash. On top of that, get rid of that crossbody. That crossbody has got to go, okay? That's how she won. Look, that's how she that's how she beat Charlotte Flair for the Raw Women's Championship on a on a uh, pay-per-view, not a pay-per-view, on an episode of Raw. That's how she also lost the title at SummerSlam against Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair and and for her losing to her, like her losing her title to, to Charlotte Flair, terrible. Absolutely terrible like should Ryan ripley lose it to charlotte flair absolutely not and then what's funny because charlotte flair lost it to nikki a- uh ash well sorry nikki cross now in a matter of a 24 hours which is charlotte flair's fault obviously so that's no more if ifs ands buts about it and then not only you gave her the stupidest gimmick of all time the dumbest gimmick of all time A superhero that had no meaning to the WWE. None whatsoever. Just Vince said, Nikki Cross, your old old gimmick has got to go. So, we're going to put in this positive type gimmick. That gimmick was trash. Okay? That gimmick was terrible. I don't know what Vince was doing at that time to give Nikki Cross that stupid-ass superhero gimmick. Bruh. Once, like, because she lost more matches with that gimmick than one. More matches with that. I think she lost majority of her matches with that stupid gimmick on. That was the dumbest gimmick of all time that Vince would have done. Because like I said, Vince is like like the king of ruining gimmicks and ruining pay-per-views. That's what his shit is. He doesn't know how to make a good fucking pay-per-view to save his goddamn life, okay? Like, the only thing that he probably made to, to make it good was Roman Reigns, okay? Vince did probably some... He had some good, like, Ws, but majority of his shit was Ls, Okay? Nikki Cross, sorry, Nikki, almost a superhero, was an L, a big-time L. That was terrible, terrible, okay? Two weeks, look, two weeks, three weeks, two, two, between two, two to three weeks as a Raw Women's Champion. Terrible run, terrible first run. Lost it to back to back uh, back to Charlotte Flair. Was unable to get the tag team titles multiple times, kept on losing her matches, has a stupid-ass finisher as a you know, has a stupid-ass move as a finisher, the crossbody dumb Um. kept on losing title match, after title match, after title match, kept on losing match, after match after match, she even went to NXT, worlds collide, so we try to become NXT women's champions that flopped as well too, bro. Once she's, once she developed so much losses over the past months, it was obviously time to bring back Nikki Cross, the uh, the actual Nikki Cross, the crazy psycho Nikki Cross from NXT days. It needed to happen, and what better and that and that that once that transition from almost a superhero, because you could tell that Triple H, once Triple H, you know, once Triple H took over, we knew that he was going to make a lot of changes. Cross was obviously going to be one of them besides returning Bray and Braun and Cody and all these other people, okay? We knew that shit was going to happen, All right, But we could also solely see it from her clothes. Once, like, the cape, like once she switched from the from the jacket, from the cape to the jacket, we already knew it's slowly gonna be back to cross. We just didn't know when it was gonna happen. Like she ditched she ditched the superhero shit. All right, she ditched the cape. That was terrible. Went to a jacket that was slowly going. The the tire was slowly be, you know, was was the, the tire, the clothing was slowly becoming back to cross. The hair, as well, too, was going back to Cross. Cross had that that crazy psycho type, like weird type hair, and the like the color the clothing, everything was going slowly back to Cross. And then, because I thought was I thought Cross was not even cut, but I thought she was just absent from WWE for a minute. But the least thing that was expected, Cross, cross body, like I said, get rid of the crossbody, it's terrible. But cross, she she basically crossed, jumped off the top row, crossbodied, and took out the ref, Kodakai, and Eoskai. Then went straight for Bianca Belair, took her ass out, gave Bailey the win, and not even two seconds later, took out Bailey. So I don't know if they're gonna potentially do Bailey versus Bianca versus Nikki Cross for the title, cause honestly, we we do we well okay yes we do need Bailey to become Raw Women's Champion at like so at certain time it's gonna happen but honestly the per- besides Bailey I feel like the person that needs it the most as a heel for the women's division is Nikki Cross. She needs a second run at the Raw Women's Title and give her a better run, a better reign and better rivalries at this point cuz with the Raw Women's Title the first time, she only had one rivalry and that's was with uh with Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair. We knew that shit was trash. We knew that shit was garbage. So having her a second run as a as a main eventer is trying to push her to become a like a main event for the women's division is going to be a good thing to see because it'll be not only be something different it'll be something fresh it'll be something good it'll be something new something that we haven't seen in a minute like yes like i said i would love to see bianca like bianca belair be you know be have you know be have the raw women's championship for a good year not six months more likely a year push her to be, you know, I would love to see that, but also barely, you know, to damage control, I would love her to become Raw Women's Champion. Nikki Cross, I would love her to have become uh, a Raw Women's Champion again, but this time a better reign and last way longer, maybe like up to a year, maybe past a year, maybe near a year, something like that. Anything between nine months and up, I feel like that would be a great reign for her. You know, I feel like she would, but I feel like she would have, you know, a great, like, better... Like, I would say her her potential as a wrestler would become better, better matches, better storylines, better promos. I feel like all that stuff would happen, but I feel like right now with how they're going to do Nikki Cross, I feel like right now they're going to just have her take out everybody in the WWE, the women's rock, like, in the women's division and just build up her character as a better and, in, you know a better Nikki Cross, like form up her character, have her cut better better promos, have her, um, you know, have better, you know, wrestling moves in the ring, stuff like that. Because now this is a different Nikki Cross that we're seeing. This is a different Nikki that we're seeing. This is, like, Nikki Cross, when she entered WWE the first time in, like, the main roster, like, it was, so, like, we could see her. She was, like, good, but we could sell that, that that type of giving was going to slowly fade, which it did. Then now, then now we have this new and improved crazy Nikki Cross. And this time it's like her NXT days, her NXT Nikki Cross, which I love to see. Like I said, I would love to know what they have planned for Cross this coming up on next week's Monday night raw. And then, After that, what they're gonna do with her gimmick, you know, if they're gonna put any, you know, title, if she's gonna have any title matches soon, if she's gonna have some big time like career matches soon. I don't know what's gonna happen, but you love to see it. Like I said, Nikki Cross is finally back, better than ever, and we're just gonna see what happens, what WWE, what Triple H has in store for us, and I can't wait, and I'm very excited for this moment. So, I know AEW is probably not, you know, doing good right now with what they're doing. And plus, on top of that, the one good thing that AEW has done was talked about or is now cut CM Punk from the roster and cut them out of, uh, it's not WWE, AEW completely good. Tony Khan was dick to CM Punk way too much, just telling the truth, all right? CM Punk when he got to AEW, that was the biggest pop. I even though I'm not really an AEW fan like that. I don't watch AEW like that. But this is the one of the times I was like, "Yo, CM Punk at AEW. He's back in wrestling." All right, bet. Let's see what he has in store because he hasn't wrestled in a very, very long time. Thought it was probably a little bit good for the w, not the WWE, for AEW to get a former World champion and heavyweight champion on AEW from a big company like WWE, right? But it didn't really go as what they thought it would be. Bro kept complaining all the time. Bro kept on starting random fights with random people. Kept on doing this, this, and that. Like the dumbest things he even did. Like, I won't say dumbest, but when he won the AEW world title the, for the first time, I'm like, okay, first AEW champion. So now he's like, you know, he's been world champion across a lot of these brands, like Ring of Honor, WWE, and AEW, and probably New Japan. Who knows? I don't know. But after he came back from the injury, his first, like, when he came back from when he had an injury and came back, all that shit changed. He became more of a bitch than usual, like, a, like, and then he had something with John Moxley, and that was kind of bad because this man, this man lost to John Moxley, and not just any regular loss. This man got squashed after this man landed on the wrong foot. Man got squashed, but apparently it was a plan for him to get the get the title back anyway. Don't know why, don't know how, but it did. So it was dumb because instead of having the AEW World Championship on the actual pay per view that time, I forgot what pay per view it is. They had it on like the last few minutes of uh, AEW Dynamite, I think it was, and. After that, man got squashed. John Marshall became a two-time AEW world champion, and I'm like, what, what the fuck is this? What What kind of match is this? Cause that match was garbage. I don't know what Sam Point was thinking at that time, but that match was garbage, trash, finito, finished. That shit was terrible. That was a terrible ass match. And then after that, at All Out, bruh, they just put it back on again. And I'm like, what's the point of taking off a really good interpay in it uh camera speak now. What's the point of putting on an inter like uh what's the point of putting on a good match and then removing it from the pay-per-view just to put it back on the pay-per-view two weeks later or a week later. Doesn't make sense. And but it it and then after that John Moxie got dethroned, the and then CM Punk was won the AEW champion again, which also, again, didn't make sense. I'm just saying. And then it it was weird because it, it was weird because this man, like when he came back, obviously John Moxie was and um like I think just put it as like what as some like a part time, not what part time from the company, but more like just like an intermediate threat-like AEW world champion. And then CM Punk comes back with the AEW world title around his waist, just like he did with John Cena in WWE when John Cena like, was a WWE champion. And then he came back with a new theme music and then had the WWE title on around, around his waist. And then the same thing, like what they, he did to John Cena, same thing with John Moxley. Like, you know, Undisputed WWE championship with John Cena, and now AEW, Undisputed AEW world champion. But that was like I would like that time when it was WWE doing it, it was fun. It was cool. AEW doing it, it's weird as fuck. Just telling the truth. Um, but honestly, like CM Punk is just a whiner, a crybaby, dick rides too much. Obviously, ex-WWE star, top, the highest top ex-WWE star in the company at the time. Not at the time no more because he's gone. Um, And just Tony Khan was relying on him so much for him to change everything. Like, bro, Tony Khan is literally, he, he had a good brand. Like, once when Vince McMahon was in... You know, doing the stupid stuff that he did when he was in power, when he was doing his dumb stuff. Tony Khan was going skyrocketing, going, going upward. He was, he was doing everything good till he started hiring a lot of ex WWE stars, including CM Punk. Not all of them are bad. I'm just saying some of them were pretty fucking terrible. I'm just telling the truth. Some of them, and I think that, in my opinion, was you know, a bad thing, was Andrade. Andrade was at once a good pick for the AEW when he joined. But when Tony Khan, like, you know, same thing what Vince McMahon was doing to him in WWE, stupid promos, dumb title matches, stuff that didn't even make sense, storylines was just eh, stuff like that. There, eh, It just... I feel like Andre was very happy when he was in the WWE. A lot of these ex WWE stars was happy when they're in WWE on NXT, and then went to the main roster because Vince McMahon was in charge. Obviously, he, they did terribly because it's Vince fucking McMahon. Okay, moving on. After that, Keith Lee was good. Moved to the main roster. Trash. Uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott barely had a chance on the main roster. Then cut. Um was tony storm was good in was good in nxt main roster terrible storyline was unhappy cut and shit goes on and then john moxley one of the biggest one besides chris jericho and cm punk unhappy where they were good unhappy after a minute cut just because they want to do something new chris jericho doing his own thing on ring of honor cm punk dick riding and what now cut from the company John Moxley, now doing his shit and happy as hell. But overall, like, some XWE like, superstars are good investments. Some, like CM Punk, is uh, unfortunately not. I'm sorry, man's washed up. Man's old as fuck. Bro, breaks every bone in his body now. He's not the CM Punk like he used to be. It's obvious. Old age has caught up to him very, very quickly. Tell the truth. You can see it on his body. He like he said in one of the interviews. I forgot when he won back the AEW World Championship. He said, "I'm t- I'm old man. I'm tired. I'm hungry. Leave me the alone." Tony Khan was sitting there like a deer in headlights. Like uh, uh, he was like, uh, "Uh, okay. Like this is what we're doing now." Huh, Tony Khan is dumb when it comes. Okay, let me say now. He's not dumb, but he's a little bit uneducated. I'm just telling the truth. Um, CM Punk bad investment. It was a good investment till it became bad, so that yeah, that's that's what I'm going for. He was a good investment to the company till he, you know, till it became a bad investment. He could have put over a lot of young superstars, he probably could have a very, very good run, you know, later on, maybe like given maybe like a, a a year or two, and then make himself like build up like you know stuff in AEW make him maybe become you know the TNT champion TNT champion and maybe the AEW World uh World Tag Team Champions and then he could slowly climb to maybe the New Atlantic Championship and then maybe uh, and maybe after that once he accomplished that maybe then he can make a name down the line as the AEW World Champion but no, they didn't want to do that. As soon as he came in, after a few months, the man challenged for the AEW world title and then beat his opponent and then became AEW world champion. Bruh, in a matter of months, not not a, not a year, not two years, not three years, a couple months. Like, after that, they said, let's give all this man everything. Let's give this man like this name. Let's give a merch. This, this, and that. Like and that's how you literally. I know he was an ex WWE star. I know he was the top guy in WWE under Vince McMahon and everything. But y'all do too much dick running AEW. You just do Tony Khan. You're like the worst of them all. I hate Tony Khan with a passion. Like I, I always laugh now if how AEW is because I like one. Like you bring in a CM Punk, an ex WWE star, besides the point, and he does terrible for the for for maybe like oh, what a month? What it was a couple months to a year? I forgot how long he's been on the brand for. Anyway, but he did so bad that he cut, he talked himself out of a out of you know staying with AEW. Talked himself too fucking much. Got in a backstage by brawl for over no reason. Stop! They kept on complaining and what all this was complaining and whining and shit. Got him cut from the company. And then after that, WWE was talking about, "Oh, let's bring back CM Punk." Fuck no! We do not need him. He team bashed WWE in 2013 and then left. So why the fuck would you think him to come back? No, I know. I was like, bro, Triple H, we love you. We love everything you've done. You have brought back some good ass matches. You brought back some fire ass wrestlers. But CM Punk is one of them that you should not bring back. He listened to the people. He said, "Nah, we're not gonna bring you back. it, should, it would just bad for business." Which it would be if he actually came back to WWE. It would be bad for business because I feel like if 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 uh idea, if WWE Triple H brought back CM Punk, this this is what if and if fun if Vince McMahon was still in head and he brought back CM Punk, what would he do? Yes, because y'all know exactly what I'm going with. He would dethrone Roman Reigns, put the world undisputed WWE Universal Championship on CM Punk, and he'll be complaining for the rest of the time. Correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm not. Because I'm not wrong. That's exactly what would happen. Dethrone Roman Reigns, bloodline no more. Usos lost their title. Solo and everybody would have went like solo, would have did his own thing. Usos would have did his own thing. Roman would have did his own thing and also been dethroned randomly. And then Sami Zayn would obviously be, not be the honorary oost no more, along with Paul Heyman, like, still probably being the advocate for Roman Reigns, but just him doing something else, just doing random matches without no title on him. And then CM Punk would become the undisputed universal champion and just complain, bitch, and wind up the whole entire time after coming back. That's exactly what happened, and that would've been terrible. Everybody, every kid, woman, man, baby would've left WWE behind if Vince McMahon did that shit, and if he was still in power. I would've hated WWE for that. I probably wouldn't watch WWE till Triple, like till you know Triple H uh, is you know the head if that ever happened. But I'm glad it didn't, and I'm glad WWE didn't go that route. To put, CM Punk, to put CM Punk back on the main roster because that would have been a shit show from the beginning. Just even thinking about the man would be a shit show from the beginning. But this is WWE. This is how they do. Um, Glad they didn't make that decision because, like I said, people would have been pissed. I would have been pissed. And probably not a lot of people have been watching NXT, Raw, or SmackDown, or even your premium live events. I'm just telling them the truth, okay? But I am glad that WWE is not taking an offer to bring him back. I'm glad AEW is kind of done with him. And honestly, he should hang up the rest of his wrestling career because there's nothing like you did everything. All right. You became world. You became ring of honor champion, world heavyweight champion. You became WWE champion. You became you, like WWE heavyweight champion. You became AEW world champion. Like you've done it all. Like, you don't need to, you don't need to, you just need to retire, hang it up, and be done with it. Like, that, you just need to be done with wrestling, period. Because you're like, at the moment, I don't think no one wants to hire you. I don't even think New Japan or Impact wants to hire your ass. If they do, that's on, that's their fault and that's their consequences of them. Like, shoot, I don't even think maybe TNA even wants your ass. Or or Lucha Libre Wrestling. I don't even think them want you. Or Major League Wrestling. But like I said, CM Punk he can go anywhere he desires, and who knows how how much ever you know a you know these other companies will be paying him. We don't know. But if he does wrestle again, um, fix your attitude because that attitude is you know making you let's just say talk yourself out of a lot of stuff that you could be doing. But your stupid ass could just kept jabbling and talking, and there you go. You went downhill for there. But overall, like I said. Got AEW somewhat done with him. WWE is completely done with CM Punk and CM Punk. I hope for the best. I wish you the best. And just stop complaining because your life would be a lot better if you didn't complain about a whole bunch of things. Like just, just telling the truth, man. But recent news. Ric Flair talked about he's not done with a night. Like, now he's not done with wrestling. Bruh, you are old. Wheezy Jefferson old. Stop wrestling. Your last match. That was supposed to be your last match. I don't even know what the hell was that. That main event was terrible. Everybody was there. Mick Foley, Undertaker. A lot of people was there. A lot of celebrities was there. It was a it was a three on three, you know, tag tag team match. Six man tag team match. I don't know if this man was this man was old. Like, we we we've seen this man. This man is Weavy Jefferson old when it comes to wrestling. This man looked like he had a heart attack while in the ring. Bro was bleeding a lot. Don't know if it was fake blood. Don't know if it was real blood. Don't know. But the man looked like he was gonna have a heart attack three times while wrestling in that ring. Like he was like, bro, this is my last match. Like this, like thank you for everybody coming to support me. Cool, retire, retire. You know what that means? R E T I R E. Retire means don't come back to the ring. Don't have a heart attack in the ring. We want you alive. You can teach other people and make them be better. to te- like, keep, like, uh, teach them a couple of tricks of your own. How uh, you know this, this, and that. But don't come back and wrestle, bro. Don't, don't like at all. Like, D O N T. Don't. Do not do that. Like. Looked like you were like dying on stage in the ring, like, like Jay Lethal. That's a different story. He he looked like he hasn't lost it in a little bit. Like he he old, but he ain't Weezy Jefferson old. Like Ric Flair over here. Like Rick, like, sure. I know that's your I know that's your like father. I love the man to death, but just stop wrestling for Christ's sake. Just stop it. This man literally said, bro. Like. I'm not really done with wrestling. I need to wrestle like another match. No, do not wrestle another match. Next, thing you know, you wrestle another match, and then what? 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 We gonna do? Next, thing you know, he's out. No heartbeat. Heart attack. Next, next you know, we see a see a message. Oh, Ric Flair dies while wrestling in 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 the wrestling ring. Huh? That's why you're gonna be remembered. That's how you're gonna be remembered. No, just just don't hang up your boots. Hang up your your coat. Hang up everything that desires for you, and be done with wrestling. You could come back. You could go back to WWE. You can go to TNA. You can go to AEW and probably be a manager for somebody. But as in wrestling, just don't do it. For God's sakes, for love, Christ, do not come back to the ring whatsoever. We know, we love like obviously, We love your sixteen time world heavyweight championship ring we love that okay we love you breaking you know records we just love that about you we love we love you as a person you love what you do Woo! we love that too we love everything about you just the one thing we beg of you and we plead of you do not come back and undo your retirement don't be like tom brady like he did in the NFL and said, yo, I'm done with like I'm done with NFL. A year later, you know what? I need my eighth ring. I'm going back in the NFL. You see how Tom Brady is now. Washed up. You see the record for right for the Buccaneers right now? They're a three and four or four and three. I don't even care at this point. Bruh. He like even like, yes, I know you love the sport. Like, like you, like you, Rick Flair, I know you love wrestling just as Tom Brady loves football. But there's a point in time. That your body cannot deal with it anymore. I know you're trying to push to be like all oh, time great and just be like keep wrestling just because you can step away with it. Just like Tom Brady can't step away from the NFL because it's his life, it's his passion. Understand that there's people out there like that. But when your body says no, your body says no. Okay, it's 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 simple. Like when your body's like struggling to keep up with how the young like how the young people are in wrestling or how the young people are in NFL, how the young people are in NBA. There's always a time that you got to stop. There's always a time that's like, bro, I can't do this anymore. My body's like saying, no, I'm retiring. I'm good. It's probably for the best. Next thing you know, you do something bad, you twist an ankle, you do this, you do that. Next thing you know, the doctors are like, oh, yeah, sorry, you're too old to wrestle or you're too old to play basketball or you're too old to play football. You're like, you got to hang it up. But like, But I feel like I have a lot more in me. You got to hang it up. Hang it up for good. Like, we always respect you. As, like I said, we're always going to respect you as a wheel of dealing, hot rod shielding. Like We're always going to respect you as that type of person, as a wonderful wrestler, as a, as a legendary wrestler one of the greats of wrestling right next to The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin and Hulk Hogan. Brother. But there's always a time that you just got to hang it up and call it quits. Obviously, no more thinking about the ring. No more thinking about I got to go back in and wrestle another time. No. Just be done with it for good. For Not only for me but for your family and probably for the WWE universe and TNA universe and AEW universe and every single wrestling universe out there. Okay. Do it for us. Hang it up. Retire. Call it quits. Go on vacation, bro. You're like, like rich and famous, bro. You can go on vacation. You can probably still, you know, exercise and probably still do wrestling moves and exercise and stuff like that. But as in being like a physical WWE, or AEW or tna ring or you know impact wrestling type ring no just just no do not do not like if you're like yo i'm gonna hang with them bruh these younger people will whip like will beat you up and spit you out and done for like say for example first last match he said oh yeah i'm gonna i want to fight roman reigns you know, you called yourself for death, right? You know, you, you you signed yourself up for death, right? If you wrestle any of these young athletes out here, doesn't matter if it's Braun Breaker, Roman Reigns, one of the Usos, Bobby Lashley, um, Seth Rollins, John Moxley, Andrade, um, Keith Lee, Isaiah Swerve Scott, the list goes on and on and on. It doesn't matter from what company, what promotion, what brand. You're getting your ass whoop either way. It's the truth. You get getting your ass whooped man. You cannot hang with the young guys. You cannot hang with the young guys. You're you're too... Your body's too old for anything like that. It's way too old for anything like that. I love you. People love you. Like, WWE Universe everybody, like I said, every people that loves wrestling loves the hell out of you. We do. Just stop wrestling. Like, just stop it. It's a good thing that you would stop instead of putting your body in the next, you know... You have a heart attack or you're in the hospital to the point you probably won't make it. I'm just telling the truth. There's a point in a time that everybody should just stop doing what they love. It's hard. It's hard to let go. It's hard to break away from stuff that you love. I get it. I understand. People out there understand. People that, like, you know, dedicate their life to wrestling or dedicate their life to swimming, sport, like basketball, football, rugby, soccer, anything like that, love to sport. They love it so much. But there's a time and a point that your body's tired of it, that you're mentally tired, tired of it, that you're physically tired of it. There's a point that your body will say, Bro, I know you love it, but you gotta stop. Not they're like, they're, you're taking too much damage on your body to the point you don't know what's gonna happen to you in the next year, months, years, couple years, decade. You don't, you don't know, okay? You don't know. That's why it's better for you just to hang it up, call it quits, retire, re- retire, retire for good. And then just come back on like special appearance and stuff. Not for wrestling. Just to te- you know, just to, you know, be in the crowd or managing somebody or something like that. Like, like I said, Ric Flair. Like sorry, like I said, Ric Flair, we love you, but just don't don't wrestle no more please don't wrestle no more at all. Don't even think about wrestling no more. Just just don't do it. Just Stop it. Stop thinking about it. And I think you'll be straight. This past Tuesday night on NXT was a treat. And oh boy, was it a very good treat. If you have seen, if you have seen the unmasking of this brand new WWE superstar, And surprising, surprisingly, if you smell what the daughter is cooking! Ladies and gentlemen, the rock starter, Ava Rain herself, Has debuted on NXT and I am happy as hell. Now we're gonna see what happens and what things she can bring to the main, sorry, to the NXT roster. So the women's NXT roster, they're like, matter of fact, and people saying that I've seen the comments on like, when she end like when she debuted, said, oh, she's gonna be in the bloodline in a matter of a year. She's gonna be doing this, she's gonna be part of the bloodline, she's gonna be with Roman Reigns. Not particularly that case. Any person that has family in the WWE that have wrestled in WWE like beforehand when it was like the ruthless the ruthless aggression era or the attitude era, knows. I mean, some of them will be in like your light and everything. Y'all be following your father's footsteps or your daughter's footsteps or like your your mother's footsteps, but Bruh, it's not the case. It's not like it's it was solo. Solo was in the NXT for NXT for a year and then moved to Bloodline. Because that's Jimmy and Jay's brother. Okay, that's different from you know you know The Rock, like The Rock's daughter, or like I mean, yeah, like obviously they're probably they're obviously cool with The Rock's daughter and everything. Obviously the Usos and Roman Reigns and Solo Sikoa and and they're probably all, like, cool with, obviously, The Rock's daughter and everything. And they're all family, yes. But you got to admit, when you're in the WWE, and plus, you're, you know, you're not going to follow your you know, your, your father's or your mother's legacy. I mean, yeah, they're going to be like, oh, you want to be in the bloodline? Or you got to follow your, like, your, you know, you got to follow his legacy. You got to become, no. When you're in the WWE, you got you to gotta make, make your own rules. You got to follow your own path, how you're going to be, how well you're going to stick to in the WWE. Like, say for example. Charlotte Flair, obviously yes, that's Ric Flair's daughter and everything like that. We know that, but in the WWE, there's like, oh, this is like another, like it's a Flair, it's another Flair, like yeah. But she didn't follow in her, you know. She's like what? She's not like right, like under, like oh, you want to be just? You have to be just as great as your father. No, you gotta make. She she made a name for herself and she is one of the top wrestlers in WWE history today. All right, she is a fourteen-time women's champion. That goes for NXT, the tag team titles, Raw women's champion, and the SmackDown women's title. Everything, okay? Ric Flair is a sixteen-time world heavyweight champion. Is she going after that? If, if if she's going after that um that record, yeah, she's probably going to be the first woman or first person ever to break that title to break that title streak, to break that, like, you know, championship streak, which, like, I would, I, to be honest, I'd rather her, I'd rather her, um his own daughter break the streak than, like, Randy Orton or so because he's right there. He is right there. He's, she's tied with Triple H for, you know, for 14-time, you know, championship wins, world championship wins at that. So, like, when it when it comes to this, people said, oh, you need to follow their footsteps, like, yeah, you can. They're probably going to teach you a thing or two, but they're not going to say like, "Yo, be just like me." No, hey, like when you have, when you have a daughter, when you have a son in WWE, you're gonna have to what? Make them flourish, make them find their own path, make them find their own way, so they become great and they will be loved by fans like all over the world, not only just the U.S. Like, even though, like, say, like again, for example, Charlotte Flair. Even though people hate the hell out of Charlotte Flair. You can't hate her at the same time because what she is a fourteen-time women's champion in the WWE. She has made a big name for the show. The only thing is probably the same is the clothing, what they both wear, like, you know, the big huge robe that they both wear, because they both got some stylish robe. Let's get that out the way. And the theme music is is the same, but you know, the only thing about Charlotte versus Ric Flair, Ric Flair was, you know trumpets charlotte flair is trumpets and a beat to it it's the same but different okay it's a little bit different to it that's that's the only thing that's the same but overall obviously the wrestling styles the wrestling mechanic between them two is different the chemistry between them two is different like you could tell when she wrestles she you know she puts her heart and her soul in a wrestling she loves the company she loves what she does she wouldn't trade anything for the world, just like Ric Flair. He loves what he does. He wouldn't trade anything for the world. Like, same thing goes for The Rock with, you know, with uh, Ava Rayne. Like, The Rock was the most beloved, you know, WWE superstar in WWE. Like, with all the other greats up there. he still loves to this day. He still loves WrestleMania. He still loves the wrestling. He still loves the fans. He's the people champion for the reason. But his daughter... She has to make her own name in NXT. She has to make her own name. Like, yes, yeah, she will ever be known as Brick. Like, sorry, she will ever be known as uh, the Rock Starter and everything. Yes, we all know that. But as in the name, she has to flourish. She has to experience stuff on her own. She has to be, you know, her. You know, she has to be herself. She has to, you know, find out what works for her. Like, for example, like the thing. That WWE did for for um, Ray Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio. When Dom when Dominic came to the WWE, he skipped NXT and went straight for the main roster, and everybody looked at him as just Ray Mysterio's son. Like it's Ray Mysterio and now Dominic Mysterio. That's how it is. That's how it's always been. And then. He was basically like the second best towards Rey Mysterio. That's all he's been when he came to the WWE. He's the second best for, like toward his, like, to the WWE, towards Vince when he was working at the time, toward Rey Mysterio, his own father. And now, look at Dominic Mysterio now. Ever since he's not in, you know, that predicament anymore, not like, since he's not in, like, when just Rey Mysterio is just like the highlight of the night more than his own son. Dominic Mysterio has flourished. This man has been doing a lot better ever since he left his father's side. The man is better in the ring. I mean, he could do work, but it's getting a lot better. His promos is better. How he talks on the mic is better. Everything about this man after he left his father and joined the Judgment Day has got better. And you can see it when he talks. You can see it when he wrestles. You can see it when he's doing everything with the Judgment Day and by himself. He's doing a lot better. Better and this is the type of push that Dominic that Dominic needed to flourish and become a really good top star. And yes, he is being more and more like Eddie Guerrero. He's being more and more like Eddie Guerrero. And you can see it when he wrestles. You can see how he speaks. You can see how he talks. You can see it every little thing when he wrestles. You can see that, like he gets better, just like Ava. Ava can do all the all the things. She can, she can, be better than her father. She can, she can inspire young women to, you know, follow your dreams, follow your passion. Don't be in your like your father's your father's spotlight, or don't be in your mother's spotlight on the night. People's gonna be like, yo, yo, you're probably just like your daughter. Do- you're probably just like your mother. Oh, you're probably just like your father. Like no, she doesn't want to be like like when when she comes in the WWE, she doesn't want to be like yo, it's the rock's like it's the rock's daughter yo. Let's see what she's like. No, when she when she comes in, they want to be like yo, it's our favorite superstar, Ava Rain. Like she's like like I love you, Ava Rain. stuff like that. Not to be just in the shadow of the best, you know, all time greatest wrestler in the w, in WWE history or one of the greatest wrestlers in WWE history. She just wants to be known as Ava. Reign and I'm glad that this is a good thing because this type of faction on NXT is what she needs. She doesn't need to be part of Bloodline, she's not going to become like another person that's like she's only in there for like a year or a couple months and then to the Bloodline she goes. No, she's going to make a name for herself, she, she's going to win some championships, she's going to win some big, like, big, like you know, matches of her career. She's going to do that in NXT, build a name for herself, build up fans, build up credibility, and then when it comes time. To move to the main roster of how, how much fans and how much recognition she got when she was on NXT, it's gonna happen. It's gonna show when she wrestles. She's gonna show when she does a promo. She's gonna show when she does good on the mic. It's gonna show every single time she proves herself in that ring and proves herself to other people around the world that, yo, this is who I am, this is who I inspire to be. And I'm never gonna, I'm not gonna stop. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be in nobody's shadow. And this is what I'm gonna do to prosper and be better in WWE. WWE. So the last thing on the list that I want to talk about is the rumored 2023 pay-per-view lineup for WWE for next year. All right. So if you haven't heard the news already, Triple H is rearranging a lot of pay-per-views and cutting out a lot of pay- like some of the pay-per-views that or the gimmick pay-per-views that we Hate or we just didn't like over the years. And here is the lineup for the potential lineup for the 2023 pay per views for next year. So it's going to be Royal Rumble, Elimination Chamber, WrestleMania, King of the Ring, Money in the Bank, SummerSlam, another WWE UK premium pay per view event evolution and to end it off, survivor series war games so so like what they did already if you're not if you haven't heard they have cut day one pay-per-view completely have they have scrapped it they're done with it they want nothing to do with it and I'm glad that they're done with day one because like honestly day one when Vince McMahon was under you know was the CEO he put day one because TLC was not a thing no more. TLC, the last TLC match was in 2020 in the Thunderdome. After that, there's no more TLC. They scrapped TLC, and that's why they made day one. And then day one, the first one was all right, but it wasn't what we wanted because everybody loved TLC so much that you know they didn't get TLC, so they got just day one pay-per-view. And once Triple H they took over, And it said that day one was not really that good, or did it really? It didn't really make sense to put like a pay per view right in between rest, like between for uh, the start of WrestleMania season to like the last day in um in like of the year. So what they did, they scrapped day one. They're completely done with day one. So now you know from. Survivor Series to Royal Rumble, there is no pay-per-view. It's just a couple months of, you know, developing, like, how long the storyline should be, what's going to happen, the goods and the bads of the storyline, how they can be better, stuff like that, so the storyline can, you know, bring out more feeling, more empathy, so people be more invested into their story or this person's or this rivalry storyline, which is good, because day one was not really that good, in my opinion. Day when the first, like when they did day one, I'm like, okay, it's probably a new pay per view that WWE's testing out and to see what happened. And day one didn't really do that good, because one day the day one pay per view, there was a lot of stuff that happened that was that went terribly wrong with the pay per view. Roman Reigns got COVID when it was supposed to be Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar for the uh, Universal Title at day one. Then. Brock Lesnar got inserted into the WWE Championship match. And then when he got inserted into the WWE Championship match, he won the WWE Championship when it's supposed to be Big E to retain his WWE title against against Brock Lesnar, uh, Bobby Lashley, Kevin Owens, and Seth Rollins. That happened. That was terrible. And I think just the rest of the pay-per-view in general was not not that, not that good at all. So... That, that was terrible, so I'm glad they scrapped that. Um, and I know they're going to keep Raw Rumble, obviously. who's you, going to get rid of the Royal Rumble. You're stupid if you do that. Elimination Chamber is another good thing. Plus, they already have, like, two book shows for um, for next year and the year after. So Elimination Chamber is not going anywhere. I am glad um, that at one point they did have Fast Lane, but that ended, I think, in 2020 as well, too. Because there was no point of putting two pay-per-views right after royal rumble there is it doesn't make sense there's um well not to not not just two papers not elimination chamber. Elim- elimination chamber makes sense but there's no point of putting like a pay-per-view right after you know elimination chamber because elimination chamber is literally sets up to say if you're going to even make it to to wrestlemania as champion still or you're going to be replaced right before wrestlemania which is understandable and there's, I heard there's a rumor that probably Elimination Chamber is going to go as well, too. But I know that's a rumor. I know that's not really you know, a fact yet, but we're going to see about that. WrestleMania, obviously, Golden, never going to go, never going to leave. But um, after that, King of the Ring, I've heard definitely that they are going to bring back King of the Ring. King of the Ring was a good, solid pay-per-view, but it did have a lot of flaws. It did have lots of ups and downs. I understand why they got rid of uh, the WWE pay-per-view as well, too um uh, the the um uh, that WWE pay-per-view as well um but now there I heard that they're bringing it back and actually making it a pay-per-view again so that will be good and also if if not king and queen of the ring will definitely probably happen both at king of the ring as well too if that you know if that happens um I know some of the stuff like uh Hell in a Cell is also gone as well, too, off this list. Because usually that's right after Money in the Bank. Um, that's either right after Money in the Bank and SummerSlam, I think. Um, I'm glad that they're getting rid of Hell-, Hell in a Cell as well, too. That is another one that definitely needs to go. And it's gone for good. I'm happy about that. Because, like, basically, the, the I heard that the style of the matches, like the Hell in a Cell matches are not going at all. But the Hell in a Cell gimmick was is is gonna go because hell in a cell was that that pay-per-view alone was made for just to end rivalries just to end big human big time rivalries that just never was gonna end and to do it was to put like it into like a hell in a cell match doesn't matter if it's a wwe title doesn't matter if it's a universal title both the smackdown and raw women's championship it's both the smackdown and raw uh tag team titles intercontinental title or united states style. doesn't matter what it is that you know, that pay per view alone was just for like to end big time robberies in, um, in a Hell in a Cell match, and I'm glad that they're not taking away the Hell in a Cell matches. They're gonna keep they're gonna keep the Hell in a Cell matches, but they're probably gonna put the Hell in a Cell matches in other promotions as well too. Same thing on here. Extreme Rules is not on this list either, so I'm guessing they're getting rid of Extreme Rules too. Uh, another another gimmick pay per view that's like. Yo, we can keep the extreme rules matches. We can keep the, uh, you know, the falls count anywhere. The, you know, the fight pit, the, um, table slashes and chair matches. We can keep all them type of stuff. But extreme rules has also got to go. Like, like I said, extreme rules had great matches, but the pay per view in general over the years was was pretty. Like some, a lot of them were pretty good. Some of them pretty bad. I'm not gonna hold you. And we all know we we gotta, you know backlash is also not on this list as well too so like i understand you know if you if you are planning on keeping back backlash wwe you can just name it wwe backlash not wrestlemania backlash because wrestlemania black ash is what only the rerun of Wrestle, you know you know wrestlemania matches that you know this person could have won or that person should have won something like that and it doesn't really make sense to name it wrestlemania backlash just keep it as backlash and just go back to the name backlash and I think you'll be straight. Um, but overall, um, I like they should, if they do bring back backlash, just keep it as just regular old WWE backlash, not WrestleMania backlash, none of that. And I know they're gonna bring back a what I've heard they're gonna bring back, another live event for the UK because Clash of the Castle was really good and so good that so much people loved it. Each thing, each like match last year, like this past year at Clash the Castle was excellent was phenomenal was over the top and I loved every single thing about it and I you know I loved each match each match like had its own type of hype to it in its own way everything from solo helping Roman Reigns to retain the uh universe the you know undisputed Universal Championship um from Gunther versus Sheamus that was very good Dominic turning on um his father and Edge and joining the Judgment Day as well too um the whole damage control versus bailey and sorry the versus uh bianca bliss and asuka that was good so each like like i said each match in that pay-per-view alone was really good and the whole uk was excited about this so it's only right to give them another pay-per-view um event for wwe and also Rev, also, Evolution's on this list. Evolution is on this list. Like, the, first, the last time, like, I think, like, WWE Evolution was a thing was, I think, 2017, 2018, around that time. And that that Evolution pay-per-view, when it was all women, I loved it as well. I loved everything about it. Each match was very golden. Each match, like, was had its own flair, had its own thing. And I'm glad that they're playing on or it's rumored to have them bring back a very good uh, match, just just like a very good uh promotion just for um like a very good pay-per-view just for the women alone, because we need that in WWE right now. We need like a, just a straight, you know, pay-per-view just for women so you can uh, see if new talent comes in for men. It doesn't matter if it's NXT or like spread their talent off. doesn't matter like where they're, like what promotion they're at. So I would love to see that. And then the last thing we have is, uh, I don't like, is uh, Survivor Series War Games. Like I said, War Games is also going to be in, um, later in November as well, too. Um, November 26th. So they're going to be setting up for the War Games is that, this year. And War Games, depending on how good War Games, Survivor Series War Games does this year, it will set up and set up themselves for War Games next year um and i know like i said um triple h is not you know is going to escalate he's going to escalate uh you know the cyber survivor series and from its traditional you know five on five rat smart down versus raw when it really didn't mean shit back then so right so right now the ones that are gone obviously for good as we can tell it's day one it's obviously flash lane is gone um Crown Jewel is not on this list as well too. Obviously, Tables, I have and Chairs is done with as well too. Um, some other stuff that you know we've seen that's not going to be on the Hell in a Cell is gone. Um, Extreme Rules is gone, and Backlash is not on the list either. So it's gonna. This is gonna be like a very, a very. It looks like for for what WWE's playing, what Triple H is playing, I feel like it's gonna be very good because he's gonna. He's going to try to make the storyline spread farther and, you know, to develop better so we can see what they have and what Triple H have in store for us, which is good because like, we don't want just like a month or like a couple weeks of crappy storyline, then, the, then another pay-per-view, then crappy storyline or some someone's storyline, then another pay-per-view. Like we don't need like 12, 14 like pay-per-views for like one full year. I think that's way too much pay-per-views and everything like that. So, I'm glad that he shortened it to just nine for next year. So, and it will have time for the storyline story for each wrestler or for their rivalry to, to build up very good. And then, you know, the match will be probably a very good anticipated match for that certain pay per view. Um, like I said, there's big changes coming to WWE as of next year. Um, I am super excited for them. I'm super excited. For like maybe some stuff that WWE plans on bringing back, maybe like uh, Judgment Day. Don't bring back uh, Capital Punishment. That was terrible. That was a terrible ass pay per view. Don't bring that back. You can bring back Bragging Rights. You can bring back uh, No Mercy. I think that was a good pay per view. So you can bring that back, that um, you can. There's there's like a lot of them that you can bring back. Uh, maybe from even the attitude Era, you can bring back and, you know, make it better, you know, something along that line. But as of right now, I do like the lineup of what they have for next year, what they have rumor for next year. And I'm just, I just got to see what happens with WWE because, like I said, Triple H is is the, is the GOAT right now. He is, he's not even, like, he's not even king. He's basically a guy right now when it comes to, like, WWE because he is making storylines better. He's bringing back character characters and like you know bring back prestige to all these championship titles he is making like storylines be better these characters become better and i'm all for it and i'm here for it and i'm happy to see wwe is going back to how you no know, you know how they used to be not bench way but you know kind of like a little bit of the attitude era mixed with the Russell aggression era in that sort of way when it comes to like matches or pay-per-views and stuff so, like I said, I'm happy to see where you know these last this, the last month and a half and what 2023 has to bring for WWE. Cause so I'm all for it and I'm happy. And all I gotta say is keep doing the good work, uh, Paul. I'm here for it every day. But anyway, that's it for today's episode. Thank you for everybody that's tuning in and chilling and hearing me vibe and talk about and what's on you know my mind, what's going on in the wrestling world, and also what's happening with. You know, yay and everything. Like I said, everything's crazy. 2022 is one of the craziest years that I have seen in a long time. And it's, like I said, it's a lot of ups and downs. But for wrestling fans out there, it's a lot of ups, a little bit of downs now. So, overall, like, chilling with me, vibing with me. I love each and every person that, you know, just comes in and tunes in and hears what I have to say. And, I, you know, uh, this is 2022 going on to 2023 20, in a matter of a month and a half we're going to the top we never gonna stop follow me at antoine tv2 across all social medias instagram snapchat facebook uh twitter uh follow the podcast channel organized Mess oddm official on all social medias so in there yeah, this is your boy antoine tv two, the host of organized mess be breezy y'all Stay classy.